Hello and welcome back to Garden State of Mind, South Jersey's most melancholy podcast, episode 60. I'm one of your hosts, John. With me here, I have Jeff. Jeff, how are you tonight? Episode 60? That's the number of penalties that we just saw in the last drive in Detroit <laughs> Green Bay. That's the number of this game. That, that's the number of fourth quarter uh, comebacks that Rodgers has, yeah. I think. Oh, yeah. This is his most special. This was because a big it, one. I love they, they interview him after the game, and she's like, oh, you know, we know it takes a lot for you to trust your receivers. Uh, you know, and he's like, yeah, he's been studying, and he's doing this, and like, oh, shut the fuck up. Like, you hate got, him so fucking oh, much. Now, you know, he's God's gift now to everybody. Oh, God. Oh, he's God. always been God's gift because he's one of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. Come on. Well, he, you could be God's gift when you're fucking good. Not anymore. He not is good. He's not still good. He you, he's still good. He's throwing to garbage receivers. You see the, the, the throws he, he dropped into people's hands tonight? Well, when you give him 20 chances from, from penalties when he's getting sacked, and then he oh, decides. He's, Let's give you your some... boy Brady's probably had a billion penalties go his way. He plays for New England. Come on. Now you're going to start picking apart Rodgers for one game. It's not like this happens every week to uh, him. Whole, it happens in week. other games. It's the whole weekend. I can't take it anymore. And <laughs> and, and they got they got to get rid of this. Every defensive penalty is an automatic first down. All right, we get it. We want scoring, but enough is enough. I mean, it's not even a it's not even the sport I even know anymore. You're taking every everything is gone from the sport we grew up with. We know. Fine, I get it. We don't want people having CTE. We can't have onside kicks. We can't have kickoffs. Fine. But Jesus <laughs> fucking Christ. We can have a penalty. Uh, or we cannot have a penalty. I, yeah, I think better. in some cases there shouldn't be a penalty. That uh, was the problem tonight. I mean, you know, uh, the spot foul on pass interference. It's got to go. The the. The defensive holding as a first down. Well, you know what? How about when there's offensive holding? How about it's a loss of down then? Let's do that. If we're getting automatic first downs for every defensive penalty, I, enough is enough, and it helps us too. We had a but we had a number of drives yesterday bailed it, that bailed us out. But then so did the Vikings. It's it's endless. You watch every play. You were waiting for the extra flag to come out to bail you out of your shitty play calling. Yeah, normally it's equally distributed with, with horrible calls. You'll see one team get one and then the other. But in this case, it was completely lopsided uh, in, Gre- in Green Bay's favor. Detroit just got – they got fucked all night. <laughs> we sh- they, You know, the Packers should have lost probably by nine. Yeah. Yes. You know, you know they and were I- getting stuffed on multiple drives. Rodgers had nowhere to go. There were sacks. I mean, they turned the ball over like three times tonight. It was a sloppy-ass game. Uh, I mean, is it sloppy or is it really just par for the course with the Packers anymore? What are we expecting from them? I know you expect the world, but... No, not when he has no receivers, I don't. I mean, I can't believe he found this this kid, Lazard. And I'm not saying he's the next... uh, He's the next Devontae Adams, but you know, at least he's he's got some height. He's a big big guy and it looks like he's got decent hands. So 
With that, if he didn't find that kid, they they weren't they were they were losing. They're gonna lose. Who else was catching balls? Scantling had a good one. Yeah, he did. Allison dropped about twelve. That that number ten, Shepard, he's the one who bounced the ball off his face mask. Can these guys get some fucking cleats with like a deeper spike? <laughs> I know. Uh... The slipping and sliding at Lambeau, it's just, it's absurd. Yeah, it is. That ball bounced off of his face mask into a lion's hand. You know, you can't blame that one on Rodgers either. Throw is perfect. No, no. It it was right in the grill. Yeah, I guess the trade-off is he has an interception that he didn't deserve, but he gets a game-winning drive he didn't deserve either. Okay. But he did what he was supposed to do. He gave him a drive. He took it downfield, and he won the game. Uh, yeah, I, I did. He did. He he was punt. He was he was kicking a longer field goal and giving Detroit, you know, close to two minutes of time. Is what should have happened. Yeah, well, that's not what happened. You just have <laughs> to deal with the results of the game. Yeah. And and the Packers are five and one. Well, yeah, they don't the, look like a five and one team. I have to say that. Yeah, the the only consolation for me is that I get to get I get to bet heavily against them in the playoffs. <laughs> no, don't bet against Rodgers in the playoffs, especially if he's got home field advantage. Home field? Oh, come on. I mean, what, what, that was home field advantage, or was nonsense? Yeah, but this is you know it's it's October. It's still warm out. So this isn't real football time in Green Bay. That Lions team was a team that went in the Lambeau and did not give two shits where that place was and what the team was. They weren't fr- afraid of anything. They left some points on the table, but they deserved to win that game. They were the better team. They just didn't win. It had nothing yeah. to do with Lambeau. It had nothing to do with Rodgers. It had nothing to do with anything. Well, it had something to do with refs. I had a lot to do with the refs. I mean, I you know, and fuck that. We we have this whole, I you know, you can't complain about refs. Why not? Yes, you can. No, you can complain about refs, but the Lions also had several trips to the red zone. They didn't capitalize. They kicked field goals. And you heard Booger McFarlane, you can't kick field goals against Aaron Rodgers and expect to win. <laughs> he said it over and over again because they, they were struggling for commentary. I don't know how because the refs were fucking things up every other play. Oh, he finally talk about. He finally had had to unload on them at the end. He did. Yeah, he was he was pissed off. He didn't like seeing Trey Flowers go down well, like that. And, and, and you know, and then we get we get the we get the Rogers you know scramble. At the end of the scramble, there's five lions around at the end of the scramble. And they all pull up. They're all afraid to get near him because who knows if they if they breathe on him. I mean, we're, we're we're penalizing everything out of this game. Did you notice the? Did you notice all the Lions basically hands off, like giving him an extra five yards because God forbid <laughs> they touch him? You notice that, right? Uh, I don't know. I was just amazed that he was standing in the pocket and and not being touched uh, for as long as he was, and with guys like six inches off of him. I don't know what was going on there. Yeah, I guess I I guess I noticed what you're talking about. Yeah, you know they don't want to get a call and set their team back, you know, another ten yards or give the the Packers another ten yards. 
Listen, I how I many mean, I, how many I penalties saw... were there tonight? I don't know how we how can we find that? Well, um, would that stat be listed? Where would that be? I don't know, but what was the worst disappointment? Losing uh, our bet on tonight's game, or watching the Eagles lose to the Vikings yesterday? What what was more disappointing for you? Well, I didn't bet. I didn't bet the Packers. I bet them in the first half, even though I know I didn't want to. They were a huge favorite. <laughs> Why I did you do the, it? I picked the Lions to win. I I just I just didn't want to be sitting Ugh. here just in case. Just in case in that first quarter, the first half, like, you know, I, I don't want the Lions to be losing 10 to 3 or something. Yeah. So I'm just like, just in case, I don't think the Lions are going to get blown out. But I knew after that fully flicker, I was like, all right, well, that's over. I knew the first half bet was over. Uh, my weekend, which is a perfect end of the weekend. I decided not to I decided not to bet on a bunch of games because I just didn't feel like figuring it all out. So I bet on my bets and I was one and four. One and three. And <laughs> you know and uh, I mean I don't even care about the Eagles. I, I, I care the fact that you and I discussed why are the Dallas Cowboys only favored by seven and three and a half. We went back to that well like four times two days ago. And we couldn't figure it out. But there yeah, was Blind, go ahead. Still kept, step rolling through. Yep, I'm place place that bet. Place uh-huh. the fucking bet. Couldn't wait to get to the window to to, to place that bet. <laughs> no. Pushing guys out of the way. Yeah. Hurry up, man! I gotta make my bet. Hurry. It's like Costanza running out uh, with the fire. You're running over kids and old ladies. Yeah. I, I um yeah. It the answer was staring us in the face. The, the name of it was Jason Garrett. That that's the reason why they were only was giving it? seven and a half. It, it wasn't Sam Darnold. Uh, I don't know. I mean, Darnold. The Darnold effect is interesting. I don't remember him being that good. I know he's decent. I thought he threw a lot of yeah. picks. If I'm remembering correctly from last season. Well, he was hurt last year too. I, I just, I don't. That, I don't, that I, looks like a completely different team. It, what what happens to the defense? That defense they were monsters yesterday. What what the fuck they've been doing every other week? I I, I don't I don't know. Like I, I, you know, I walked the dogs like twice today. I'm I'm just I'm just all I'm doing is thinking about it. I like I've realized I've been I've been gambling for like probably forty years at this point. So I've Damn, seen we're decades. I, I, I feel like I've seen everything. I've gambled on everything. I've gambled on uh, on. Big home team favorites. I've gambled on underdogs. I've seen, you know, I've seen wild road upsets. Like nothing, you know, I don't just describe to everything that happens because I feel like I bet on it all. Like so, but is it that simple as being home for the Jets that the defense plays well? But there's, it's all Cowboys fans in the stands in New York. I don't understand. Is it home field? Is it not home field? What matters? What doesn't? I don't know anymore. I don't know. Well, I mean, the Cowboys, their defense isn't all that great. Their offensive line is depleted. They didn't have Amari Cooper. I think that hurt. I mean, there were a couple things that happened in-game. Um, but I don't – I mean, their secondary but, didn't look any better than the Eagles. We uh, – at this point, we know what the Eagles are. The Eagles beat the Jets by 25 easily. Yeah. 
It was twenty-one nothing in halftime. Well, was that, was that against, the same against team? Folk. Well, the, I mean, the quarterback helped them out. The defense played a, a large part of that win. The quarterback blew. I mean, it might as well have been you or I in there. We we could have done just as as good, right? I, yeah, of course. I just I I I'm just I'm almost shocked in a way that Dallas that Vegas like got that line like so right. It sucked us right in. Like it's it made us think about it, but still sucked us in. Like seven points. This is probably one of the the worst four teams in the league. Sure, we can lay a touchdown. Why not? Well, you're just so used to watching them blow week in, week out. I mean, they were embarrassing. Like a historically terrible offense. Right. I mean, so yeah. that, that's going to that's gonna reel you in. And, I, you know, look, I would never in a million years think that Darnold would be the difference maker. I still believed that the Cowboys were competitive. I don't anymore. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm all for like just blame, just saying it's Garrett. Of course, why shouldn't it be? I mean, it's been that's been this conversation for 15 years now, however long he's been there. But well, and the, you know, their play calling is so terrible, they, and they can't run the ball with Zeke. They're no. they're pathetic. Now, that being said, so I have good news and bad news. What do you want first? All right, uh, I prefer the bad. Okay, the bad news is. That our Philadelphia Eagles are not going to the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> yeah, that's I agree 100%. I'm sad to say it, yeah. but I do. Yeah, I agree. And How could you go to the Super Bowl with that secondary? No, you can't. Or but with these receivers. The good news is almost like bad news part B. Because it's technically good news, but it isn't. The good news is... The Eagles are winning the division. <laughs> and then they yeah. will have a home playoff game and which they will probably win. Well, let's think at- about who that might be. Let's think about who that might be. So Would, Yeah, and I, okay. Let's do that. Let's run through let's, that real fast. So who's going to win the who's going to win the NFC West? NFC West do, do we think that it's going to be I – ju- I just don't think it's going to be the Niners. I think it's – well, I guess it can because they have the easiest schedule probably of all the leading NFC teams. I will, I will speed read their schedule. You ready? Yeah, go ahead. <clears throat> Who did they – at Redskins, home Carolina, at Cardinals, home Seattle, home Cardinals – Home Green Bay, at Baltimore, at Saints, home Atlanta, home Rams, at Seattle to finish the season. Uh, I think I see six and four there. So what are they now? They're, They're five uh, and zero. Oh. Five and zero. Oh. I feel like we're missing something, but um, they're five and zero. Oh. Here's Seattle. Eleven. I must uh, be missing one. Seattle this week is home to the Ravens. Okay win at Atlanta yeah. win home Tampa win at San Fran okay there's your division game bye week at Eagles win home yeah. to, home to Minnesota win at Rams win at Carolina who knows home Cardinals win home for San Francisco to end the season maybe that's for the division so let's just let's give it to Seattle just let's give it 
because Wilson's better than Garoppolo. How about that? Yeah. Okay. Sure. So I, I I don't know. I, I I think it might be the Niners, but we'll give it to them. That's fine. Because I would give Wilson's it to the Niners better. today, just because they're undefeated. But but we'll I see. think they're going to have an easier path, even if they lose both games to Seattle, which I don't think they will. I mean, Seattle can give up games from time to time. All right. Let's give uh, it to. All right. Let's give it to the Niners. I'm fine with that. That's fine. Give it to the Niners, Niners, and we'll say, all right. So. So Niners and we believe Seattle should be the they I would think that they're going to be a wild card. Yes, oh absolutely. What well, the, right? there's there's two teams out of the west. Okay. And the Eagles and the then Eagles. NFC North. It's got to be Packers, right? Yeah, it's Green Bay. Sure. Yeah, it's Green Bay. That's team number if, if 4. You, if you can't touch the offensive lineman's shoulder pads, I, I'm afraid that they're going to have a, a nice, easy road to the to the division. Oh yeah, yeah they're 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 going to waltz right in. Um, so <laughs> visiting teams. So <laughs> do not touch the offensive lineman's shoulder pads. Well, yeah, I mean, don't di- definitely don't dig your hands in there. That that's what threw him off. It looked like it was looked like he was grabbing his face mask. He couldn't have been further from the truth. So. Uh, what before we, we pick anyone, oh, the, the South. No, we didn't do the South, no. which is going to be the Saints. Now, the only question is, do we believe that it's going to be either the Panthers or the Vikings in the sixth spot? I don't know. It's a, it's a tough call. It's a tough call. Well, let's say this. Who do we... Th- so then... All right, let's go real fast. Yeah. Minnesota... Minnesota at Detroit. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, that's that's a toss-up game. Home Redskins win at Kansas City. Mm, I don't know. Or is it a loss? At Dallas is a win. I don't Home- think that's a loss at Kansas City no, I don't anymore. think so either. It's a toss-up. Yeah. Home Denver bye week. At Seattle. Home Detroit. At San Diego, home Green Bay, home Chicago. And the Carolina Carolina. Um this week they're or next week they're at San Francisco, home Tennessee, at Green Bay, home Atlanta, at New Orleans, home Washington, at Atlanta, home Seattle. All right, I think Minnesota is your second wild card. I think so also. It's too hard for Carolina. The schedule's a little more difficult for Carolina. So right. So and so the first wild card is Seattle. So the Eagles are going to play Seattle. Oh come on, let them! I want Minnesota to go to, to Philadelphia yeah, the first week. I know you do. I think it's going to be Seattle. <laughs> All right. Well, for the sake of argument, the team that destroyed the Eagles yesterday in Philadelphia in January. Tell me what happens. Uh, do they dare to put another jersey, another Vikings jersey, on the Rocky statue? <laughs> be question number one. What happens? Uh, yeah. I think the Eagles win. Right. I don't think we're gonna. I don't think we're gonna face the Vikings. I think we're gonna face Seattle. That's so just based on record. Well, what? Are, so the Eagles are now going to be what ten and six? Yeah, I think they'll have you know they'll they'll have one of the worst uh, records. Of the division leaders. 
So your oh sure. So your 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 top seeds will be the Niners and Green um, Bay. Green Bay. Wow. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. Then uh, okay. So then you're then you have Seattle at Philly and Minnesota at New Orleans. Yes. That's that, that Minnesota New Orleans. Game, Actually, that's a good one. Let's make New Orleans the second seed. Let's make Minnesota go to Green Bay. Oh, Green Bay wins that game. Oh, of course. Oh, of course they do. Yeah, that's that's a joke. Kirk Cousins isn't winning any playoff games this year. To go on, let's go on the record. I think, is there any matchup where Kirk Cousins wins? I know you're a, you're a Cousins hater. You hate at least half the QBs in the NFC North. What I, actually, three quarters of them. You hate Trubisky. You hate, hate Cousins. He stinks. Uh, he stinks. All right. Well, you're anti-Trubisky. So am I. I'm just not afraid you of hate... him. I'm not worried about him. No, we shouldn't be. Um, yeah, I don't. I, are there any matchups that the Vikings can handle? On the road in in the wild card round? Yeah. No, you tell me. There's there there aren't. I mean, I I don't think that they would beat. I mean, they're not going to wind up playing San Fran, so I don't think that For, they would beat Seattle. No, Seattle, no way. If Seattle want it, you know, whatever so. mistakes Peterson makes or whatever blind spots he has to his you know his bravado of of fakes and and fourth down, you know, going for it, he will he will not allow the Eagles hosting wild card playoff game. He will not allow them to just be, you know, they'll be hyped up. That That's the one thing he's good at. He'll get that team ready, at least emotionally. And, you know, I, I don't think Diggs will have a catch that day. And he, just, I'm, we're, we're talking about a receiver that just came off of a three touchdown performance against the Eagles where I don't I, think Diggs would even have one reception. Rasul Douglas, I, I I would be shocked. It would wouldn't it be funny if Rasul Douglas actually like ran a four six, but <laughs> he couldn't get within <laughs> five six yards of of digs. That was really atrocious yesterday. They, I don't think it was Rasul Douglas's fault. Every time he just got beat. I I know on the one he just got beat, but there was no there was no help. There was no help whatsoever. Like he's not going to keep up with digs. I don't think any of us expect that. I mean, that, that's the only thing you could say about Cousins. He saw the weakness and he exposed it and just kept going to it. That's what you do. Holy shit, he, roar, he ran a 4.59. Really? Yeah. Let's look up Diggs. Yeah, D- look, Diggs is a sick receiver. He's really fast, got great hands. He doesn't drop too many balls. I d- Listen, I don't know shit about, you know, uh, about – what defensive coverages should or should not be happening or zones or blitz, you know, what I don't, I have no idea, but there has to be, there has to be something out there where some package where you just have more, more defensive players back that you, how can you let this guy get behind you the second and the second time? Yeah. I would think that you would be willing to just give up underneath stuff. Is he so fast that there's just you can't go far back enough to 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 get out of this, you know, to to make sure that you keep this guy in front of you? 
I can you do you not have time to get back there? Our our, our defensive line has not has barely touched a quarterback all year except last week. You, <laughs> last you have, week they had ten sacks. You have to keep everybody in front of you. You can just play twenty yards off them. I mean, why? What's the point if you're if you're if you're up on them at five yards? Because then you can't catch them. Well, I think we made the we made the adjustment after his third touchdown. He didn't catch any more touchdowns ah, after that, Jeff. That's true. That's a good. That's oh, what a the hell cool. do you? What do you want from these guys? You got to give them a chance to adjust. Well, we're. I mean, we're missing the big picture here, and that. Uh, Wentz, the, the fake Wentz. the fake field goal uh, call? No. Is that the bigger picture? No, no. Wentz is just not the right man for the job. And uh, Oh, oh. He should have won that game. Is that what you think? Going away. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, he could have won it if he had receivers that could get any type of separation from a cornerback or from a safety. It's just nobody what? gets any separation whatsoever. Was was Zach Ertz mad that he wasn't like the the number one fantasy tight end like going into the season? Like, what's 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 his problem this year? He's been okay this year. Yesterday he was a, a goddamn train wreck. I don't know what what happened to him. He was just a mess. I don't know why aren't our Super Bowl champions stepping it up? Guys like him, he should be step. It, he should be taking over games. Let, let's face it. He was overshadowed by Trey Burton in that Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Trey Burton was the number one tight end in that game. Well, of course. But do, do you agree with me? Like, who's who's here? Who's ready to play? Who wants to do something special? Anybody? There, there are a few, um, but they're not. They're not. Uh, they're not veterans. I mean, I mean Sanders. Sanders was ready to play. Yeah. Send him on a route. Malcolm Why Jenkins is, is always ready to play. Always ready. Carson's ready. Carson is ready. Now, he's he's, he's got to pick it up, though, in, in the first quarter. You, you just have to. You have to make plays. I don't know how, but you got to make them. These slow starts are killing us. I don't. I, you know, at the time, I, I was fine with the three run plays on the first drive. I thought, okay, good. Just be patient. You yeah, know, this this is how you're going to keep keep them off the I, field. I mean, I wasn't expecting. I remember that text. You that said, oh, "I like the patience." Yeah, I wasn't expecting that explosion. I didn't. I it just. I don't know. You weren't expecting uh, a speedy receiver to beat our secondary two, three times. Well, no, I was. I think I said I was, but not for not for touchdowns. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Well. I mean, sometimes a touchdown comes along with that when a yeah. receiver runs a really good route and there's nobody in the secondary that can cover that person. Anyway, yeah, yeah, Diggs, yeah. Diggs had a career day yesterday. Yeah. And now we have to act like, you know, he was happy there. Uh, you know, he didn't want to get traded. <laughs> he, he didn't want to get traded right. two weeks ago. Adam Thielen wasn't calling out Cousins two weeks ago. None of this happened now because, because they beat up a horrible Eagle secondary. That's my that's my favorite part of it, and uh, Zach Brown who, who got cut, which is really funny. Uh, you know, just because <laughs> just because he said something that was true, you know, doesn't mean all right. Maybe he shouldn't have right. said it, I guess, but it doesn't mean he doesn't mean he was wrong. 
I, I don't know if he was wrong or he was right. Uh, nothing like beating up on a shitty secondary to, to straighten out your team. Yeah. I think that's that's the that's the lesson. Right? That you just need a good win sometimes when you're in a slump to turn things around and that's what they had. I mean, that was a thorough beating of the Eagles yesterday. You know, honestly, the worst the worst part of the Eagles loss was when Dallas lost. Because Oh, it, I know. It would have been just much easier if Dallas would have won. Then we could have just put it all to bed. Yeah, you know, we could have just picked up the pieces of the season and then just focused on, I don't know, fig, you know, focus on gambling somehow because that's that's off the rails as well. My, yeah, my, because every every these games each week, this is just it's going to be neck and neck with the Cowboys. Like I think that the Eagles are going to win the division, but it will be neck and neck. They're very close in terms of talent level on both teams. They are. I think the. Oh, well, they what's, are. The, what's the Cowboys uh, schedule? Uh, you mean we have two Eagles games, right? So we know. Did you say the cow? Did you say the cow turds or the cow girls? I didn't say either. Oh, I, I know you. You you go for that low hanging fruit. <laughs> How about them Cowboys? Is about as rowdy as I get with it. Cow turds. Home. Cow turds. Home Eagles. Bye week. What did it count? What's the record? Three and three right now. Yes. Uh, I'm. I, I'm obviously. I don't know why. I'm giving them a loss to the Eagles next week. Three and four. Yeah. <laughs> well, if there's no Amari Cooper, we're fine. I think. I. I, I think now. I don't. I, I think now the players finally realize that they they can't have Garrett around anymore. They just have to like I, you know. They I'm sure they believe their hype at three and zero, but now they know, they almost know deep down, right? That they're not ready for well, this. What, yeah, what's the hype at zero and three, which is their record over the last three weeks? <laughs> it's a much different hype. Uh, after, <laughs> so after the Eagles, they have a bye week, then at the Giants, home, Minnesota. Hold on, that is a Sunday night football. I mean that that. That should be a loss. They should lose to Minnesota. They should. Minnesota is the best team but in the league right now. Wait, is that a is that a night game? That is a night game. Sunday night. Oh, forget it. Yeah. Forget it. Cousins under the lights. That's that's a no no. That's a you Cowboys know, win. You know, Sims makes fun of that. But he's missing the point that it doesn't <laughs> mean he's bothered by light lights or nights. It's that no, it's he can't the spotlight. He can't handle that pressure of being the only game in town. His game right. was buried at one o'clock Sunday. It was six, seven games at one. You know, he could just be calmly go about his business. Yeah, he could do that. I'll give him that. He's fine with that. But he's he's better under the radar. He doesn't want to play under the the shining lights of Sunday night football. I couldn't even be bothered to look up. Um, his playoff record. I know he's never won a playoff game. I don't even know how many times he made it with Washington. Maybe just once. Um, did they? Man, maybe he didn't. I, I, I just assumed he did it once. You know, then they were like, "Oh, Cousins has his best days against the Eagles, or he's the only active player thrown for so many yards against the Eagles." I mean, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> did, did I? Am I remembering any of these these games? Like, 
Where they yeah, he's thumped us a few times. He has thumped us a few times. Yeah. I, I can remember some of them. I don't remember the scores, but I remember. Did any of them matter? Really Were not they, being happy. You know, no. like Chip, Chip Kelly's last year and, and yeah. Doug's first year. Was he a, was Cousins a, a backup to RG3? Is that how he got his start? Well, I don't know because so RG3 was a he was a first rounder, I think. He was. And so Cousins maybe was taken a year or two later, but in a much deeper round. Um Yeah, wasn't that a thing that they drafted Cousins? Wasn't it like some slight or some slap in in RG3's face? I I I don't know why I thought I remember that storyline. Well, actually, maybe RG3 blew out his knee his first year. They made the playoffs, I think, his rookie year, or at least his second year. And he blew out his yeah, knee in the playoffs. Yeah, it was impressive in the uh, beginning. Maybe it's based on that. Maybe that's why they drafted him. But That could be. Whatever. Uh, so yeah. Dallas is home for Minnesota. So That's a win. Hold on. Did they lose to the Eagles or beat the Eagles? Oh, God. So we have to make the call about this coming weekend yeah. right now. Um Keep in mind, I'm going to the game. Yeah. Uh, 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 Eagles win, so they yeah. lose to the Eagles. Three and four at New York Giants. Well, that's you know, that's a win, so four and four. Four and four. Home for the Vikings. Sunday night. Five and four. Five and four at Detroit. Five and five. Five and five at New England. Five and six. Ah, five and six. Home for Buffalo. On Thanksgiving. Five and seven. Beautiful. At Chicago. Ah, six and seven. Home for the Rams. Seven and seven. Hmm. At Philadelphia. Oh, I don't think we beat them twice. Eight and seven. Eight and seven. Home for the Redskins. Nine and seven. Nine and seven. Okay. All right. What are we doing the Eagles again? What are we? Three and we're four and three we're, after Dallas. Yeah, four and three. At Buffalo, four and four. Yeah, it's a loss. Sorry. Uh, I, I can't wait for that. I have all the receipts for all my friends. All, everyone made fun of me. I'll never be, <laughs> I'll never be more excited for an Eagles loss as I will that week. <laughs> That'll be uh, a big loss for you. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about it. Oh. <laughs> Four and four. Uh, home for Chicago. Five and four. Five and four. Bye week. Home for the Patriots. Five and five. Five and five. Home Sunday night for Seattle. Oh, five and six. At Miami. Oh, well, six and six. Six and six. Home for the Giants. That is Monday night. Seven and six. Seven and six at Washington. Eight and six. Home for the Cowboys. You already said it was a loss. Eight and seven. Yeah. Yeah. At at the Giants to finish out the year. Yeah, so nine and seven. This going is what I mean. It's neck and neck. Going for the sweep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but God, remember before the season started and you were talking about them possibly beating the Patriots? Listen. Remember uh, that? I was I'm I'm glad you just brought that up because I'm I'm not agreeing with you on the on the beating of the Patriots. So you think they will beat the Patriots? Yeah. Well, why not? 
the, a, a regular season because, Patriots team? What the fuck do they care? They're going. Yeah, that's that's in December though, is it not? No. Come on. That's week. Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's week nine. Oh, it's week nine. Yeah. Wow, so that's in a few weeks. It's week eleven. Sorry. Yeah. All right. All right. So it's sometime in November. Um. Well, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, I understand it's regular season Patriots. It's not like the Patriots are trying to lose Tom, those games. Is, is, Tom is Brady the defense going to get worse? Is Tom Brady going to become accurate by that game? Well, no, but I think that their offensive line will probably be functioning correctly. I, I don't know. I don't know what tells you, like, when you look at these two teams, why? Why would the Eagles beat the Patriots? I, I don't. I really honestly, I don't know what the Patriots are. Other than their history, I don't know how good they are, based on what they've done. I, I I don't know. I mean, they're they're a really good defensive team, except that they're really? probably we we'd have to say that they're untested. Let's, also, let's remind you, yeah, home for home for the Steelers. This was their schedule: home for the Steelers at Miami, home for the Jets at Buffalo. Could have, should have lost at Washington. Thursday night, the Giants. Monday night. Oh, their schedule's been cake. Monday night, they're at the Jets. Then they're home for Cleveland. God. Then they're at Baltimore. Then they have a bye week. Then they're at Philly. We both have a bye week. We both have the same bye week. That's the easiest schedule. And I'm including the Eagles. (laughs) That's That's the easiest schedule, I think, in the league. Then they're home for Dallas. Another easy win. Okay. They're yes. at Houston. Maybe they're, maybe that's their first tough game of the season if you discount the Eagles. They're home for Kansas City. I mean, give me a break, Reed. They're at at Cincinnati, <laughs> home for the Bills. They'll definitely win that somehow. Then they're home for Miami. They have two – if you count the Eagles, they have two hard games – I'm sorry, three hard games. Eagles, Texans, and Chiefs. The rest of the year. They should... God, they can win all these games. Reed, no question they can win that game. Oh, that's an absolute legal. They're winning that game. Unless the Chiefs develop a run game between now and then. But that's in... Is that a December game? uh, The Chiefs? That's bad news for Andy up in Foxborough. It's week 14. Week fourteen, so it's like early December. That that that's bad news for Andy. It is. That, that's a loss. Houston should beat the Patriots. I think Houston's a better team, honestly. Yeah. Now I don't think that they have the same defense. They don't. But gee, you know, are the Patriots really going to stop Deshaun Watson? I'll tell you I, what. I don't think so. Maybe the week before the bye when they're at Baltimore, that could be that could be tricky for them. You think Lamar Jackson he, tough matchup? He's not just a, you know, he's not just a quarterback where you're just like, yeah, give Belichick, you know, an inexperienced quarterback. At that point, I think he might be ready a little bit. But anyway, what well, you know, we'll go, everything changes. We'll get to this again. I'm not at this point, I'm still not chalking up an easy Patriots loss. No, but if 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 I ask you to bet your salary, you're betting it on the Patriots. 
Well, if it's a straight up, straight up. I mean, I would do that in every case in every game, as well, long as Belichick and Brady. That's a bad. Ex- it's a bad example. Uh, yeah. Okay, that's fine. We will we will discuss again in week eleven or whatever mm-hmm. the fuck week it is. Anything else we need to discuss on the Eagles Vikings? I could talk about it all day. Do you want to talk? Do you want to talk about actually real quick before we before we close the door on the Eagles for this all week? Right. Did you see all this all this chatter about how on some radio interview? I guess it was on. He must have been talking to Cataldi. I didn't hear it, but he said something about we're going down to Dallas and get and we're going to get a win. Peterson. And then, yeah, Doug. Yeah, I'm sorry if I didn't say that. And then I guess in a press con- in the press conference today, the post game, or I'm sorry, not the post game, the day after, he was then questioned as, a, "Oh, well, are you guaranteeing a victory? Do you re- do you regret saying that?" In the radio interview, blah, 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 blah. What is wrong with these stupid reporters? Everything. Everything. I don't know. You know. This is, Wait, this is... he, what was he supposed to say? Yeah, you know, well, we're going to head down there. We'll see what happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll give it our best shot. <laughs> couple more trick plays, maybe some <laughs> fake field goals, fake punts, <laughs> fake onsides, all of it. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have Elliot throw 100 passes this week in practice. <laughs> get him up to speed. <laughs> um, you know, what, what, was, what Doug Peterson... This is news? What Doug Peterson guaranteed this victory was he, was he poolside in Miami with gold chains and, and <laughs> uh, chest hair, did, broad, Broadway did he hug. Hop, yeah, did he hop into a time machine and go back to 1965 or whatever the fuck year that was? Yeah. Guaranteeing a win. It's, it's so stupid. He guaranteed a win. I, uh, you know, what's he supposed to do? He said, we're going to go win. You Isn't know what every coach says? It, it, the whole, the whole, the world we live in is just so dumb. It's also dumb because all we want is honesty and real talk. And, you know, even Zach Brown, he comes out and says something, you know, stupid, I guess, to say it, but, you know, it's pretty much right. Every team goes plays the Vikings is like the the last thing they're worried about is Kirk Cousins, and you know he says it, then he gets murdered for it. But you know then they're going to complain. You know these guys don't give us any quotes. You know it's all vanilla, it's all platitudes. Uh, you know what do we want? What does everyone want? I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know why it's still a job for press conferences and reporters and going there and asking just just the same old shit. We don't. We don't want anything. We want to be able to critique whatever it is that you say. So if you're if you're if it's too many platitudes, it's and it's not enough realism, then we're gonna hit you for that. And if you come out and you're too cocky, and you know just behave like a, a competitor should, then we're gonna say, oh well, you're too cocky. You're guaranteeing a win, whatever. We just like to take the other side because it's whatever creates controversy in a story. They just have to go. You know what? When we were kids, you know, like after like a couple hours after like Letterman ended, the TV would just go off. It would just be like a like a, you know, just like a barcode. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. You get the different color patterns on the TV and then a a high pitched noise. Right. The national anthem would play. And that was the end of it. 
I mean, has something changed in 20 years, 30 years that we need something nonstop? We need, I'm, listen, I I love... Are you joking right now? What? Are you serious? You don't, you, you're being serious. What do you mean? I mean, of course we need something 24-7. That's what? the world we live in. I know. It's, a, it's all such a waste of time. Well, there's a lot of things that you and I probably do that are a waste of time. Going through the picks that we go through every week. I mean, actually I, making picks. I'm at like a 20% win rate. Listen, I, I, I love it. The NFL is, is set up so perfectly because with the Sunday and then the Monday and gambling and fantasy, like it's all I think about all week. I can't wait to make my, to do my pick and pull. I can't wait to figure out my bets. I, I'm obs- every day of the week. I'm obsessed with it, but I don't watch, I don't watch anything on TV. I listen to some podcasts like that's it. Like I don't, I, I, you know, Monday morning, I don't turn on. I don't need to know what Stephen A is saying. Like that's never entered my realm of anything I want to listen to. I don't, I don't watch Michael Barkan and, and fucking Seth Joyner. That doesn't happen for me. So that's why I just, I don't know why anyone still cares about that stuff. It's so useless. You get nothing out of it. Yeah. I mean, you and I listen to the same podcast. That's all I do all week. I don't, prepare any other way i don't i don't even read any articles or anything no there's nothing there's nothing there everything i'm getting is from sims or lombardi i mean lombardi's my first listen yes every week on monday go right to lombardi he, he's my favorite and then you know i kind of wait for sims and and of course i love simmons and the cuz i listen to that somehow the cuz won me over this year i have to say i don't know how he did it i used to hate his guts and now i love him I don't. Yeah, I I know what you're saying. He's getting better. He's just such a. I he's don't know. a dope. I mean, he's a Cowboys, he you know, fan. He's a moron. I don't. I don't. How does this guy have a show about about lines and, and gambling? I, I know. Well, he's terrible. Well, so are we. Everyone is. That's a point. But it's. I but, know. That's what I'm saying. But you know, I think he's actually paid. He is. Oh, he is. I mean, he's just famously known for all his bad beats. And yeah, but. <laughs> he's such an idiot. <laughs> well, he's Kimmel's cousin, right? Yeah. So that's 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 the story behind that. But Lombardi uh, was, mean, was mean to our boy to it this week today. He was. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't think that he's the number one quarterback. How do you feel be, about that? Yeah, he might be right. I don't care as long as he wins the national championship. I don't think Lombardi is 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 ever wrong. What What's he wrong about? You know, it's a shame he gets such a bad rap from like Cleveland and and I don't know a couple draft picks that you know that the dumb Philly fans because they're so upset. You know, by the way, what he said about Doug at the time, it was true. You know, if you want to bring it to full circle with Zach Brown, nothing Pete, nothing Lombardi said was true. We why would Peterson deserve a job at that point? What has he done to show it? Like he needed to be you now. He went on that year and won the Super Bowl. That's not. That's a different story. Yeah, I was pissed. That I remember when Lombardi said that. I, I was I was irritated, but but you hear a soundbite of Lombardi and you're you know you're Joe Schmo from South Philly and you hate the guy, but if you spend a minute listening to him, you're like this guy makes a lot of sense. You know, yes, he, he doesn't he he doesn't overinflate guys. You know, it's all it's all very you know he obviously has an eye for football. You know, well, yeah, he worked for Belichick. Yeah, and Bill Walsh, and and even Al Davis. Yeah, yeah, I mean Al Davis. I mean, he was a, a crackpot, but he sure knew football. 
I like hearing by it's one Al- of the more intelligent owners. Yeah, I like the Al Davis stories. It makes me wonder why he they, he didn't have that much success in the past. I mean, it was uh, what was it, Marcus Allen in '83? Like that was the last Raiders Super Bowl win. Yeah, and then it was just you know kind of nothingness until uh, the Rich Gannon loss. Yes. You would think, yeah, that was about as close as they got. Like the stories he tells about it, he seems like, I don't know, I like I like his just idea of just, you know, you have to draft, draft a fast guy and you have to, you know, even when it's, he would hold his coaches responsible. Like, you know, why did we lose? Do you know why? You know. But they didn't get the right quarterbacks for so many years. I mean, who who are the good quarterbacks you remember from the late 80s or 90s in, in oh, wow. Oakland? There, there are none. God, the only thing, the only quarterback I can think of in the in the time frame was uh, was Jay Schrader after he got cast off by the Redskins. Oh my God, yes, that that's a perfect example. They had nobody. You're right. Yeah, I can't my even God, think the of the next best best quarterback was Gannon. Oh, I'm, I am forced to look up Raiders quarterbacks. Hold on. Yeah, I mean that. I think that's probably the answer. They never hit on a on a quarterback. Well, even Jim Plunkett, you, you know. Won them two Super Bowls, right? Was yeah, the Eagles won in that right, and that that Washington won in '83 was Plunkett. Yeah, Plunkett has two the wins. Ra- and the Raiders uh, were a proud franchise. Let me see, list of Oakland but, Raiders starting quarterbacks. This will be fun. You ready for this? Let's go. Yeah, sure, go for it. Oh wow! Oh no. <laughs> Oh, your reactions are perfect for the listeners. Yeah. It's great when they can't see the name. They can All just right. hear your your response. Let's go 1980. It's their Super Bowl year. They broke our hearts. Little little John and Jeff. So sad. Uh, Jim Plunkett, Dan Pastorini. <laughs> Dan. Yeah. 81, Mark Wilson and Jim Plunkett. 82, Plunkett. 83, Plunkett, Mark Wilson. So Mark Wilson, I remember, he seemed like it was a pretty good backup, and then he started a lot of games those years. It was the, sure. the Wilson-Plunkett duo up into 86 87 mark wilson rusty hilger vince evans and then here we go 88 jay schrader steve berline 89 Ooh, berline 90s jay schrader started all 16 games 91 jay schrader and that todd marinovich <laughs> and then in 92 that jay schrader and that todd marinovich and then ninety three, Jeff Hostetler. Oh. So so Haas, so that was after he left the Giants and Basically. he won a Super Bowl. He went to the Raiders. Yeah. If you were an NFC East quarterback and you lucked into a Super Bowl, then you the you became the Raiders quarterback. <laughs> right. That's correct. They caught you just after you were good. So that you know, that's funny. It's a great point. All these quarterbacks, Hostetler. Billy Joe Hobart. Uh, oh, God. 1997. Can you guess who started all 16 games for the Oakland Raiders in 1997? 97. Shit, man. So that was that was before Gannon. Before Gannon. Oh, damn it. Uh, I can't. I can't remember. I'll just sit here and fumble around. How about that? JG, Jeff George. Wait, George played for the Raiders? All 16 games in 97. In 98, he, he started seven games. And then Donald Hollis. 
<laughs> and Wade Wilson popped up. Wade Wilson, I remember. Donald Hollis, I didn't know that person existed on this planet. Rich Gannon, check this out. He started all 32, help me out my math, 64 games from 1999 to 2002. He didn't miss a game, Rich Gannon. Damn. Clean pocket, man. Whew. So, yeah. So those those 80s, you know, those 80s teams, you know, maybe Al shouldn't have worried about the fastest guys on the team and thought about a quarterback. Yeah, right. He had a lot of talent, but not that not the most important position on now, the field. I'm sure he thought Marinovich was going to be the second coming, but so did his dad. Cool name. I mean, Marinovich is a tough name. You draft a guy based on that name. Let's see what Todd's up to. Oh, is he in the football world at all? He's currently the quarterback strength coach for the San Diego Strike Force of the Indoor Football League. <laughs> What's that job pay? <laughs> I don't know. He can buy a lot of Twinkies that he can finally eat now. I mean, because it's not like he raked in a, a ton of coin when he was a quarterback. They weren't making much back then. No. Oh, man, he was addicted to drugs. That's that's derailed him. And plus, he sucked. Ah, shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it was probably the shitty career that came first <laughs> before the drugs. That's usually how it happens. And then, Oh, well, we uncovered the mystery. We did. Behind the Raiders' failure. We couldn't let that mystery be. Any other unanswered questions about uh, other franchises? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sure, it's, I'm sure it's a million. Let's go. Think of one. Let's go through why were the Eagles so bad for uh, a long time after that post-Super Bowl uh, hangover. Not the not the one that we won in 2017. The Dick Vermeule uh, one? Yes. Well, a lot of those guys were getting a little too old. And, uh, you know, Dick Vermeil, he just wasn't he just wasn't ready to win. He was too high strung, too uptight. And then, uh, you know, Tom Landry just came in, passed him by. Actually, it wasn't even that. It was uh, post Parcells getting warmed up. Who else was in? The yeah. Joe Gibbs getting warmed up. You know, then we go Dick Vermeil. Tough competition. Marion Campbell. You know, it's it's just a mess. Leonard Vermeil T- was sick of dealing with Papali. Probably fucking drove him nuts. <laughs> He's like Vince. We don't have we, you don't have to bring your car onto the field to, for the lights. We got stadium lights. <laughs> 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 yeah, I love how that movie is. It's it's not really it's accurate and it's not accurate, right? Uh, I don't like know. That that touchdown. Did not happen. I don't know if you've ever watched the YouTube video of his first touchdown. It's nothing like what they show in the movie. Yeah. The movie, it's, it's a yeah. heroic play. Yeah, it's like three yards or something. It is. Life. It is. It's like the ball is basically rolling on the one. He picked it up and just stepped his foot out another another yard, and he was in the end zone. Listen, Johnny, I love the Eagles. I love Italian people. I don't give one good goddamn about Vince Papali. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, I'm amazed when I see his jerseys around town at the games. I just don't. I'll, I, I don't, you know. I guess I explained. You know, that. he's Italian. He's an Eagle. That's it. <laughs> when Maureen was pregnant with Olivia, I was working. I was doing. I was pulling part time work 
um, you know, I was working at a gym and then I was painting. Now I had no business doing any painting. I hadn't painted since I was, you know, in college. I did that AAA student painters gig. I think I might've mentioned that before. Yes. But somebody I know got me a, got me a job or some work painting homes for Vince's wife, for Papali's wife. Okay. Over over in Philly, ex wife, and or they're still married, or no? His current, I think it's his current wife. Okay, it's it's not. I don't think it's the person from. I don't think it's the person from the movie, that same woman. But maybe, maybe, maybe it's maybe it's her, Janice. I think that's her name. And uh, I I fucked up the job. <laughs> it was just me, and I just could not cover up this. You know, this hole in the ceiling. I tried to spackle it. I was doing everything I could. She had to come over and yell at me. <laughs> she came over and yelled at me the, the, the my final day <laughs> working on site. And uh, I just said, look, I, I don't know what to tell you. I can't do this, so I'm out of here. See, so I left, and then she got somebody else to finish the job. Okay, listen. But I, I was a, a last-minute hire for the paint company. I was a walk-on. I, you know, <laughs> that's right. I, just had, I, I, was had, try, I thought she would be down with my story. Yeah, yeah I was I a walk-on. I had a lot of desire. Yeah, sure. I'm not, you know, I'm I'm not using the house lights. I got the car shining its high beams in here, and so it's hard. Yeah, me and my buddies would get together. We weren't pros. We would get together yeah. and paint fences, you know, on on weeknights. But yeah, I was fast for like the guys in my street. Right. I could run right past them. You know, we played stickball. I was pretty good with the uh the, those five inch uh, brushes. I was really good, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> Until one day, somebody showed me. He's like, "What the fuck are you doing?" He's like, "You see my knuckles when I'm when I'm when I'm brushing upward." He's like, "Look at the whites of my knuckles. That's how you know I need to turn that brush down again." From that point on, that's where <laughs> I fucking nailed it. <laughs> uh, see, that's a, see, that's a success story. That's just, <laughs> it is. It could at least be a lifetime movie. Yeah, but uh, it didn't work for Papali's wife. She was not thrilled. Um, oh, she's you know she's in the lap of luxury in a South Philly row home. She's the she's the queen of the neighborhood because her husband scored a touchdown. Yeah, you know he knew Dick Vermeil. And then they made a movie and and glorified that touchdown sure. to the point where it looked completely different from the actual play. Yeah, she looks but, at Vince and he's like, huh, he doesn't look like Marky Mark. No, not at all. You know, Papali would walk around the gym where I worked at. I mean, like he owned the place. He really did, and he did. You know, people would come up and ask for his autograph, and it was a big thing. And I was like, "Who the fuck is this guy?" And then I saw, then I saw, you know, then I saw. Uh, was it Unbreakable? I forget. I forget the name of the fucking movie. I should know it. Oh, it's really Invincible. classic. Invincible. Yeah, <laughs> I think an M Night Shyamalan's M Night Shyamalan's Eagles movie. <laughs> Uh, you know it's funny we make fun of uh that guy that's on the bachelor that clay clay harbor he was he was an eagle <laughs> yeah. you know he actually played in the league like he contributed to the team and you know we make fun he of did. him being a loser this guy played like <laughs> fucking three games and he's walking around like he's fucking the king yeah he was like a, a poor man's special teams uh coverage specialist for four years <laughs> did he was he a receiver ever or is it always special teams I don't know. We're, we should have the Steve Tasker story then. We're doing stories. Can, can we get Papali on this show? What the uh, fuck is he doing? 
I don't know. You insulted his wife a little bit. Yeah, insulted him. I'll, this episode will never air. Uh, it, it won't. It won't make the airwaves, and that way we we'll get we'll get Papali. I would <laughs> love an interview. Sure. What the? Why we watch that movie? We'll watch. Uh, we'll do. Let's do a double feature: Unbreakable and Invincible. <laughs> oh God! Which Unbreakable, one's, such a long movie. Which one's more Shit. realistic? <laughs> The one where Bruce Willis is uh, bench pressing 750 pounds. I think that's the one. And he could read people. He could see what people did when he brushes the, brushes their hand with his. He knows that they're a serial I, killer. I think so, too. Yeah. That's <laughs> uh, closer to the truth. Um, you know, can I? Yeah, so uh, my brush with fame. I, wanna, I have a little segue for you. Speaking of Italian people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, my daughter on Instagram, you know how Instagram, you can do like a story or something and just kind of just like, it goes up on the screen for like five seconds and then it keeps me. Yeah. Yes. So this is, this is what she posted. Important question. Okay. What do you call the red quote unquote red sauce on pasta? And then someone answered, uh, I don't know. And, uh, her next thing she puts. Gravy. It's gravy. There's nothing else. Thank you. If you answer anything other than gravy, you're incorrect. And then someone said, <laughs> you must you... love that. <laughs> someone answered, you call it pasta sauce. And she's like, this is embarrassing of you to say. And someone says, it's not, it's not marinara. No, it is not. Marinara. I, I she's in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. I've never been more proud, Johnny. Yeah, she's uh, doing doing the Lord's work down there. <laughs> Spreading the word. Gravy versus yeah, she's sauce. Ca- Pasta oh, sauce. Shit. Marinara. Oh, my God. Disgusting. God, we're going to have red states and, uh, it, it, you know, it's going to be. She's, red sauce you know, states. Some states are going to be. That's right. Red sauce states and uh, red gravy states. <laughs> are you a sauce state or a gravy state? Red sauce oh, or egg noodles and ketchup states. Sounds like Alabama's a sauce state. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. They have to be. Yeah, you're right. Egg noodles and ketchup, right? But you know what, buddy? She's, you know what? I've done my job well. She's ready to be out there in the world. Yeah, be be proud of your daughter. She She's, she's, I, I don't even know what the hell I was going to say. <laughs> Just be proud That's of fine. her. That's fine. We'll do. Done and done. I'm going to, I'll edit that out. Thankfully, I've been controlled <laughs> of the editing for this show. <laughs> when I just have nothing to say, I just go back. And nah, leave it in. It. It's fun. Is is it? Yeah, it's tough to listen to. It's like you can't imagine being a listener. It's the walk on to the podcast. Not every you can't get every play right. Um, is it so? Were people wondering why she put that up? Like down in Alabama, is that even like like up here? People understand the gravy versus sauce debate. You know, when you think about the Northeast, yeah. especially Philly, uh, Jersey, New York. But down there, they're probably like, "What? What, what are you talking about? It's, it's sauce, right? Like that? It's foreign to them." I don't know, but you know Gravy. what though? Um, the student body, it is probably, I think it's about sixty percent out of state, and yeah, I, I, I'm shocked how many people I know just in just in New Jersey that have kids are there or cousins or nephews or somebody. There's a lot of people down there, man. From from you well, know yeah, from I mean, up here huge from, school, from huge school yeah it's not just yeah it's not just all in state it's wild 
Yeah, you're going to have southern in-laws, though. She, she's going to marry a, a southerner, probably. That's fine. Yeah, we'll see. It's going to be like Pauly Shore and Son-in-Law. <laughs> Did you ever see that? You probably haven't seen that movie, have you? Pauly Shore, Son-in-Law? No. His college girlfriend is from like Alabama or something like that, and he has to he goes to visit her. And he has to pretend he's her fiance, and he's uh, he has to get used to the southern way of life. Uh, I imagine I picture you. I, I I would encourage you to watch that movie. Yeah, I, think I, don't, you thoroughly I don't know enjoy about it. that. Come on, I've never steered you wrong. I'm uh, I'm rewatching The Sopranos. I don't have time for. For nonsensical '90s movies, I know it is. That is, yeah, Carla Gugino though. Oh, really? Oh, hold on now. Uh absolutely. All right, yes. say no more. I will not. Okay, I knew I could talk you into it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll, I'll think yeah. about it. Holy sure, another another famous person I've I've met before. Really? Do tell. Ella. LAX. Oh no, it was nothing. I walked by and I said, "Paulie," <laughs> just waved at me. <laughs> he was with his handler. Oh uh, sure. Did he have uh, how many scarves was he wearing? I mean, I think he was waiting for a Southwest flight to get seated. Like you know, he was in like Group Three. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Well, you know, he wasn't doing so well. Good story. Been a long time since son-in-law. Yeah, great story. So, um, are we doing Sopranos tonight or, or or what? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. All right, let's try to knock this out in uh, 20, 25 minutes. Come on. 25, go. 25 minutes? 25 minutes. Got to be a speed review. Come on. No one's going to like that. All right, I'll do it. All right, let's 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 rock. You, 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 you go with the recap. All right. Season two, episode eight, full leather jacket written by Robin Green and Mitchell Burgess and directed again by Alan Coulter. Um, this episode is this episode is a short episode. But got a lot. So it was only like 40 minutes, 40 some minutes. Was it? Yeah, I guess I didn't notice that. OK, so they're talking about uh, they're in, uh, Sopranos in the kitchen. They're talking about Hunter. Somebody got into Reed College early acceptance, and they're talking about, you know, uh, the colleges that, that Meadow wants, and she brings up Berkeley, and she mentions something about how, you know, how many Nobel Prize winners went to Berkeley, and so Tony says, "What they get Nobel <laughs> Nobel Prize for what? Pack and fudge?" And uh, <laughs> such a clever guy. Yeah. <laughs> Line number one. And then uh, that one didn't age well. That one hasn't aged has well. Has not yeah. aged well. That joke. No, certainly not. Yeah. It's not funny. And um, AJ says, AJ's thinking about Harvard or West Point. And then he says, Yeah, you'll see them on TV. And then <laughs> one of the very first, I've never heard someone say crack the books more than Tony Soprano. You got to crack the books, he, crack the books. That That is, yeah, that was kind of his staple. Yeah, he loved that. Um, and, you know, did you listen to Babes on Broad this week? No, I haven't been listening at all. No, I just no. don't have time to squeeze them in. No. How, how's it been? No, it's good. It's good. I, I like them. and But it's funny. They're so young. Like, <clears throat> one of them said that was quoting a coach saying, oh, um, whoever 
Zimmer said, whoever we have from uh, what Sandejo, that uh, when he comes in and tells the Eagles about the Vikings, he's going to sing like a canary, like, you know, with inside information. And, sure. And the one girl had no idea what that phrase meant. And and then later on. Oh, yeah, it's very outdated. Yeah. And then later on, they were talking about Eric Lindros, how they, one of them was like, yeah, I really liked him like I was a little kid or something. And it's very odd to hear, you know, you know, our age, this is a standard, you know, Eric Lindros, like, you know, there's so many people that I listen to that have barely remember him playing. It's really odd. That's crazy because, I mean, when you think about it, he was a part of the Philly sports culture and sports scene for, fuck, so long. Yeah. And even afterwards, right? Even when and, he was with, with, with New York, he, he was still a topic of conversation. Yeah. I, it's, it's weird. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't care that they're young, but it's just it's definitely odd. Yeah, it is. It anyway. is. I'll have to, I'll have to <clears> give him <throat> a listen. So go ahead. Uh, uh, Christopher and and what the fuck's his name? Sean and Matthew. They're uh, they're stealing. Oh, Bevilacqua. Bevilacqua. They're stealing safes, chipping safes, and they knocked out a security guard. And the dude's hammering. You know, they're hammering the safe open. And then you see uh, Sean is taking a shit. And this is what you know. He gets nervous or whatever. He's his process when he robs places and. And uh, that's a bad habit. No, yeah, it is. <laughs> and, uh, Christopher says, "Yeah, big puss, pussy did that." And uh, one time, the cops thought it thought it was a bear. <laughs> Shit. Shit, <laughs> yeah, I believe it. The next day, Eesh. and um, they mentioned that pussy. He mentions pussy stepped up for Johnny in the 1983 unrest. I'm wondering if that's a many saints of Newark, or if that's still too late for that. So. 83 you figure and so this show was in 2000 right yeah 99 2000 i don't know i don't think that that's early enough yeah, i mean tony be. would have been in his 20s right i think i would have, i feel like in that movie he's a teenager yeah so probably not by the way this episode aired march 5th 2000 yeah 19 years old 19 and a half years just about so next scene, uh, Carm's wide awake in bed watching TV. She's just thinking about Berkeley, and she just doesn't want Meadow to go. And boy, do I can I relate to this? You know, the mother not wanting her daughter to go far away to college. Um, Was Melinda throwing away Chloe's acceptance letters and, <laughs> and putting them in the trash? She would have. <laughs> I yeah, believe she it. Definitely would have. I can understand. Um, he's talking about how the girl gets in. You know. And it's like, oh, they, you know, they were buying, uh, you know, buildings. This is how you get into these schools. And, you know, that certainly hasn't changed, you know, Aunt Becky and the other one. <laughs> Correct. <clears throat> and uh, Tony's like, well, what do you want me to do about it? Or, you know, like, you know, he wasn't ready to buy a building. Um, Richie, Richie's little, I don't know, his little office, the the bar and the poker table. Um, <laughs> Pauly and and Silvio come in. They're like, you know, they're looking for Richie. And, uh, you know, they're telling him, you know, Beansy won't walk. You know, you right. got you, you to you build him a ramp. And this is, you know, very tense and combative. And, uh, you know, they're like. <laughs> it always is yeah. and with Paul, Richie. And, and Pauly, you know, Pauly goes from zero to, you know, intimidation in 10 seconds. And. And uh, he's like, you're building him the ramp. 
And then Richie's like, well, I'll build a ramp up to your ass, and I'll run a Lionel up there. <laughs> a Lionel. <laughs> I mean, talk about an old reference, talking about a fucking train set from, like, the 60s. You know, who would who would win in that fight? Paulie, Paulie Richie. They throw down right there. I, I got to say it's even odd. That's a pick em. You know, Richie, I mean, Richie plays the scariest guy ever, but... He is so small. He is. He is, but I feel like he sinks his teeth into your ear and he's ripping it off your head. Like, he, he's going to do something that's going to undermine you. He's like the Tasmanian devil. I don't think he's a straight-up yeah. fist fighter. Yeah, I don't think he's a straight-up fist fighter. You know, I think he, he's he's hurting you. Um, We have Carmella. She goes out in the backyard and sees uh, neighbor Jeannie. And Jeannie's putting her roses to bed and... And Karma is like, great. This is great direction here because Jeannie's trying to get out of this conversation. And the reverse shot of Carmela, Carmela's like walking along the fence. She's like hopping over things. She's she's running or walking around trees to keep, you know, keep going down the line with Jeannie. And she's asking Jeannie about her sister that went to Georgetown. She needs a letter of recommendation. And, Ugh. you know, and. God. and She's like, oh, you know, Meadow, <laughs> Meadow wrote a, an article about the melting ice caps. It was so poignant. It made me cry. <laughs> and uh, it's just going on and on. And, you know, and Carmela is, you know, subtly the one of the biggest gangsters in the family. Well, I mean, this is the thing. You know, you live next door to this woman. All you could do is try to stay away from her because, yes, it's always going to be a favor the wife is as bad as the husband. Yeah. The you know, it's you get roped in with this person. Now, the, uh, go on. I don't want to interrupt cuz there's a it's a whole story that plays out. I always yeah. love this side story though. It's great. Um Beansy is uh in the hospital and Richie comes to see him and uh you know, he's like get out of here. I don't talk to you and he's like what what's up with this ramp? And he's like, you know, if you if you go crying to Tony Soprano again, I'm going to send your arms where your legs are. Oh, God. He's still busting this guy's balls. I know. He already backed over him with his car. <laughs> Jesus, leave him be. We uh, we we are reminded that Aiden, Adrienne and Christopher are on the rocks. And Adrienne is actually staying at her mom's house. And, yeah. you know, Christopher comes over. He's banging on the door. And he's barging in. He's basically roughing up her mom. Like, he's... He's like kind of pushing her around. I mean, he doesn't hit her, but he's like, he's very, very, very rough with her. And I don't think anyone ever mistook him for a gentleman. You yeah. know, this guy, he's, he's very quick to uh, slap or rough a woman up. Yeah, man. But that, that didn't age well. <laughs> he, he was... No. Well, Silvio's had a few moments himself. So, but the Jesus. mother, I was like, wow. But uh, yeah, oh, they don't like, care. No, nah, he didn't care. But then, you know, he shows her he shows Adriana a ring and, and proposes and she starts off like not wanting him to be there. But he shows a ring and it's three carrots. I mean, well, stop being a hua. It's because you see three carrots. Just, you know, send them on his way. Well, I think the point is that this is the kind of woman, you know, that these guys are going to attract. Someone who's just that that's exactly what you need to rope them in. That's all it takes. Do you God, what it, 
I would hate to be that guy or girl. But no, I would hate to be that guy that has the girl that you can just buy her off with jewelry or that just dazzles her. Like you're, like you're hypnotizing her, holding up some keys. But if they're both getting something out of it. For him, it's a power move. You know, or he feels powerful that he can, that that he has that kind of cash and he can win this girl who, you know, look, Adriana, lovely, lovely young lady. Um, you know, so he's, he's, he's thrilled with that makes him feel like a big guy and you know she gets this three carat ring and she shows that off and and she's the she's you know she looks at christopher as a guy who's going to be uh you know a, a junior boss someday or boss because she's a dummy yeah and thinks that yeah happily you ever know, after so just it's clout because of a ring yeah things don't end well for either of them do they um so yeah, so he he shows her the ring, and all of a sudden she says, "Shut up, mom." Yeah, that poor mom. She uh, yeah, she knew. And if you don't, if you go with him or you cry again, this door is closed to you. Okay, mom. Thanks. Yeah, thank, I'll sell the ring. For, get a room yeah, somewhere. At the Ritz. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, Junior's in uh, Tony's backyard. And Richie comes wandering up, and he's like, Tony says, oh, I was wondering why the squirrels went quiet. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What is that? That he's because like it's a, he's, he's like gonna some crazy psycho he's like coming by, like even crazy animal. Yeah, he scares animals, yeah. right? So Junior has these uh, bootleg, you know, movies, CDs, ten thousand units, and uh, Tony's like, what about you know, what about New York or Johnny Sack? And Junior's like, fuck New York. So. They got a little. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, they got a little thing going. Um. Da, da, da. Oh, so uh, they they walk out to the front, and Richie asks Tony about the ramp. He's like, you know, what's going on with this ramp? And Tony's like, I knew about the ramp. And Tony's like, you know, real like real smug about it. And you know, Richie's like, oh, you knew. And then he's like, and then Junior says. Oh, terrible accident that kid had, meaning Beansy. And so at that right. point, since, you know, Richie is like a junior guy, he's like, all right, fine, I'll, I'll pay for the ramp. And he just kind of accepts it. So, well, yeah, and that's junior hinting, <clears throat> like you need to do this. Yes. Um, so then he's like, Tony, I got this, I got the surprise for you. And I got, and he, and he goes to the trunk and he gets this, the, brings out the jacket, the full leather jacket. And uh, this is the jacket I took off Rocco DeMeo. He was supposed to be the toughest guy in Essex County. And then uh, Junior chimes in. He later died of Alzheimer's. <laughs> I, <laughs> Steppenwall is like, meaning, took that to mean, you know, you know, it doesn't, nothing matters, like in the end kind of thing. I just took it to mean, like, you know, maybe he wasn't that tough to begin with. Or maybe, maybe. Ah, that's a good point. Maybe your memory isn't that good with how tough he was. <clears throat> Yeah, or I think it's like uh, tough or not. Regardless, we all come to the same kinds of ends, or you know, you yeah. can't really control the, the way you're going to go out. Well, a big nothing, Johnny. Yeah, yeah, Olivia. He's like, uh, it's got it's got silk lining, the rich Corinthian leather. Nobody believe in my size. I could carry this jacket off, but with the belt, uh, <laughs> it's like rumble. This is where you really feel. I I I, I thought that Richie sounded pathetic in this episode. Talking about this leather jacket. Yeah. It really was. It was awful. It, yeah. But he was like, 
you know, this this is a big thing for him, this jacket. And uh, yeah, I don't know much about the towel, but I'm guessing he fucks it up here. And he's like, yeah, you got to get look, get, got to let go of the past. Like the towel says, when you, you got to shut one door before another one can open, which I don't think is exactly <laughs> right. And no. uh, and then he tells uh, the Tony puts it on. And Tony's just like, oh, you know, oh, cool. Thanks. And, you know. So the towel, towel says you can't open a door without closing another one. Yeah. Completely inaccurate, <clears throat> but go on. And uh, so that's it. Then uh, this is when Carm opens up the mail and sees the letter from Berkeley and uh, Meadows' application has an incomplete transcript. So she throws it out. She's like, all right, here's my chance. Keep her here. Um, they're uh, back to the guys robbing safes again. And... Eh, nothing really happened there. Oh, well, they were talking about Tony being the man, and then Christopher's like, I thought I was the man. He the man, I the man, who the man? And, uh... They were yeah, some of this Christopher bullshit. Are we not the men? Is yeah. that, is, isn't that that what the yeah. fucking one kid Sean says? What is that from? Fucking hilarious. I don't know. It just sounds German. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know. And then Bevelock was like... Uh, I don't know how women came up. He's like, I get all the hoe cake I need. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. These guys are complete cornball losers. They really are. Yeah. At the same time, Carm is down in the, down back in the kitchen taking that letter out of the garbage and wiping it off and putting it in the meadow pile. <laughs> right. Yeah, meadow. I like meadow's face when she sees that later. Yes. Covering garbage. Uh, Donnie. I'm not sure Donnie's last name, but he brings uh, Matthew and Sean the Richie. And uh, one thing I have to say is he's like, yeah, Richie, I'm bringing them over. I'm taking them to Uncle Joey's lot to look at some IROX. <laughs> a little too oh, on, I know. A little too on the nose, but funny nonetheless. <laughs> yeah. Did you like that? Yeah. It's a slight against your Italian heritage right there. <laughs> so Richie doesn't even turn around. He's back to him at the poker table. And then uh, – you know, there, he makes fun of Rich uh, of Christopher and his nose, and and he's like, his nose is a natural can, canopy. He's a he's a camel nose fuck. And Sean, you say he could eat a hoagie in the rain or something like that. Yeah, yeah, he could eat it in, something in the rain, and and they're laughing it up at him, and uh, and then uh, yeah, the, he says, "Homeboy." So yeah, he's like, you know, they're laughing at him, and then they're like, "Nah, he, Chris is a good kid." And then Matt's like, "Yeah, he's my homeboy," and he's like, you know. If you're gonna talk like that, I don't know, go out in the streets or or something like that. I don't know. And um, then they just leave. Then Donnie just shoes them out. And then he's like, "If you're anything you can do for me, let me know." Yeah, I like that. He throws that out there for them. <laughs> so now Joan uh, Jeannie Cusimano goes to see her twin sister Joni, and uh, she's a lawyer and probably in Newark or something. And you know. She cuts through all the bullshit. She's asking her. She's like, "Can you write a letter?" And she's like, "The ga- for the gangster's wife came to see you, or <laughs> you know, I know. I, you want me to bring a gangster on the campus, at Georgetown? Like, give me a break, gangster, Georgetown campus. Fuck them. Um, I know. Like, there's never been any criminals sent their kids to Georgetown before. Yeah. Um, and then she's like, "Spare me the elitist bullshit. Just write the letter." And then Joni's like, "Stop being a doormat," and uh, says she won't write the letter. 
Yeah, so she thinks. Go on. Dinner at the Sopranos. Richie and Janice are there, and uh, you know they're. Uh, Carmel is happy. Everyone's there, and and Richie sits at the head of the table, and then uh, and then. Carmela says to her mom, she's like, Ma, don't get up. And, you know, she's like going to finish up the, the dinner. And then Janice is just sitting there. It, I think Carmela said that to her, too. <laughs> Janice not even moving at all. And Tony's like, yeah, Janice, don't get up. <laughs> right. And she doesn't. <laughs> Melinda does the same thing. Like, her mom does everything. Like, clear the dishes, wash them, and all of a sudden. I'm like, well, that, you want to help your mom out a little bit? And it's like, well, always when her mom's done. And it's, it's always <laughs> yeah. so funny. Mother doesn't even think. Mother's happy to help. She'll do it, but she just always just just forgets. Well, you know, you, sometimes you grow up. You you kind of just used to your mom cleaning up. Oh yeah, especially her mom. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. Um, Meadow Meadow comes late, and uh, she's like, "You could have paged me," which I thought was funny. Pagers back then, and then. Um, she sees the letter and she's like, what happened with this letter? But then in the middle of it, Jeannie calls and basically tells Carm, yeah, can't can't write the letter. She already wrote it to some Dominican boy that did this and that or something. And Carmel's, Carmel's super pissed, like real pissed. Oh, yeah. Her tone of voice on the phone is, is fantastic. Yeah. So dismissive. And uh, so next scene... Carmela is at Joni's office and no appointment. She comes in. She's like, oh, I was in the neighborhood. My mother's, you know, foot doctor or something. And, uh, uh, some bullshit. Yeah. She's got a regat pie with pineapple. And, uh, I was wondering, I brought a transcript and, and, and a letter. I was wondering if you can write, you know, a letter for my daughter. And she, and Joni's like, fielder? Fielder. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Like yeah. and she's like, you know, I really want you to write this letter. And Joni's like, uh, are you threatening me? She's like, no, no, I just want you to, you know, <laughs> you know, that Nigerian kid, it was this school was his second choice. And, you know, Meadow wants to go to her or something like this. And then, you know, she's just, you know, threatening her with a smile on her face. And then I love how she ended. She's like, oh, my God, look at me. I left my mom in the car with that foot. <laughs> and then she, <laughs> yeah, and then she's out of there. Uh, I wonder how that regat pie tasted. It looked good. Yeah, oh, that's good shit. It's always you can't. It's hard to fuck that up. <laughs> it is it's better than tripe and tomatoes. Oh, yeah. Uh, at the Bing, uh, Tony goes in the bathroom, and Matt and Sean are sitting there, and they're like, "Let's go in there and talk to them." And they go in there, and of course, they just fuck it all up. Matt, uh, a couple little girls, these two. Sean brings up, you know, some tapes or something illegal and Tony just yells at him and leaves right <laughs> they're so dumb uh, uh, Satrials they they have a little conversation I guess with Richie and the and the ramp and all this kind of stuff and nothing nothing really else happened there um, Jeannie comes back so Jeannie uh, comes to Carmela's house and brings over the uh, the plate she says, oh, my sister wants to thank you. And she said, I like how she says ricotta pie. She's like, wants to thank you for the ricotta pie. Because she's not a real, you know, she's that. Nah, she's, she's, a, fake she's a mayonnaise, yeah. basically. Right. Yeah. And uh, she's like, oh, my God. I like it. She's like, she was knocked the fuck out by the teacher, teacher recommendations. Right. And Carmel's excited. But she's like, well, do you have a copy? And you know, she's like, oh, I'll get it for you. Um 
So now, yeah, and Carm was disappointed that she didn't have a copy. Yeah, you, you catch that? You know, she's like kind of irritated that Jeannie didn't come with everything that was needed. Yeah, she, well, yeah, she's keeping her honest too, just in case. Yeah, she is. So now, so now, Sean and Matt are getting high, um, in their underwear in their apartment. Now, I don't. I've never. Oh my god! Other than college. I've never actually roomed with guys. Like I've actually, the first my first roommate was Melinda and two other girls. Oh, lucky you! Yeah, right. So I've never, I've never really lived with guys like this. Would I don't know if you have, and then I want to know. I have. Okay. Yeah. Did you guys sit around your underwear and just drink beer or smoke pot or was that a thing? No. 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 I mean, I. No, you, you, you would have shorts on at the very least, and nobody was ever walking around shirtless. Like Maybe like a guy would, would take a shower, and they would come out in a towel if we were watching a game, and they would go, oh, what's going on, boo? And they'd yeah. go in the room, and they'd get changed. You know, We would never hang out like that. It's very bizarre. Uh, it always was really strange. What are they, watching videos? Yeah. They're like watching music videos. <laughs> well... And 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 smoking smoking uh um uh they're smoking weed right yes I mean yeah. well you know these guys are not our best and brightest but I just thought it was very very odd and and uh, so Furio comes in and what, but, you it's know what one I, of the best scenes of the episode <laughs> what is a zip by the way that that slur on is it Sicilians they call him a zip he's like that zip Furio is uh, here. You know what that means? I don't know. I've heard the phrase "zipperhead" before, and I think it's very, it's it's racially charged. Oh um, uh, yeah. So I don't know why. I've I've heard it about a foreigner. Uh, I'm not going to say which one, but I don't know. Maybe that's just something you call foreigners. Now I think it's specific to Italians on this show. I've heard it, it's been said a couple times on the show, or will be said. <sighs> I wonder if that's Googleable. Well, it's got to be right. It could be. That's up to you. Yeah. So anyway, go ahead. So Furio knocks on, bangs on the door, and uh, he's he's there for the money, and then uh, he shakes him down for another thousand, and you know they protest, but they're like, what are they gonna do? And then uh, in Italian, he says to the other guy, he's like, I bet these two are suck each other's cocks, and then they ask him <laughs> what he said that he does like the kissy face to them, so <laughs> they know it. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty. He's like, yeah, you guys. Uh, I think it's like, man, you guys want something to drink or something? He's like, uh, just the money. Just the money, yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so a zip uh, has said to have originated from a mobster's inability to understand the faster-speaking Sicilian dialects, which appeared to, quote-unquote, zip by. Oh, really? So they call you a zip. <laughs> yeah, so that meant you were just a little slow. Wow, that's pretty elaborate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, interesting. Uh, Aid and Christopher having great sex. Like they're just blown away by how good it is. And Christopher's like, oh, I would have proposed proposed sooner if I, you know, it was going to be like this. And <laughs> you know, T was right. I got to focus on on the good things and you know, getting myself together. And then you know, she's sitting there looking at a ring. Like I love my ring. And and uh, at one point he says to her, Yeah, you know, she's like, Why are we always fighting? He's like, Yeah, I don't communicate my needs. <laughs> I know. What is this conversation? This is the conversation These you have before deep... you get shot. Or, yeah, yeah you know, well, that's trying true. Trying to set right? things up. Uh, yeah. Your life in order. 
here comes your tripe and tomatoes, which always just oh disgusted the shit out of me. Like, oh my god, right. have you ever seen it in the grocery store? I've seen just it in like real it, life. When it's my like, grandfather would eat this shit. My uncles, oh oh my god, fucking awful. Um, Richie Brink. I would eat pigs feet, pickled pigs feet, before <laughs> I would eat that shit. I gotta tell you, I think I would too. Unless you get yeah. Mm. It's uh, a foot, not a stomach. Uh, Richie, Richie brings it to Carm, and, uh, and then they're talking about he's talking about Janice, and you know she's like, for every shoe, there's a mate. Um, about them getting back together, and then uh, that's an interesting one. I never heard that yeah. uh, analogy. Uh, Liliana, the Polish maid, and then her husband come by, and Stasha, and. He's like helping her move something, or they're giving her a TV. I forget what it is, and and yeah, he's talking about oh, what a you know, he was an engineer or a doctor in Poland, and then uh, Richie, he's wearing the jacket, and Richie is just <laughs> Richie can't even see straight when he sees this guy, you know, walking by in that jacket, you know, with the, the his detailed pockets and the belt, and. Uh, well, it's the level of disrespect, right? You know, and what he had to go through to get that jacket, to then give it to Tony as a gift, yeah. and it's just cast aside. I mean, that's very rude. Like Tony couldn't have sent that jacket out of state if he was going to give it away. <laughs> like he had to do it right in Richie's face in town. I well, do you think he? Well, I don't think he gave it a thought. It's not like he was like. It's not like he gave it to like Paulie. You know, and, and he it. probably told he probably gave it to Karma and said, "Just give this away to Goodwill." Yeah, and right. Karma was like, "Oh no, I'll give it to this guy." Yeah, that's probably what happened. You know, um, I don't know whose idea this was—if it was, you know, Mitchell or Burgess, or if it was David Chase—but you know, this basically really starts this season in motion. That, that Rich, oh yeah, like the hatred now. Richie just can't can't get over this disrespect and it's all just and think of what a, what starts it it's a jacket it's a jacket what a great just what a great tidbit what a great story that this is what's going to be and you know it, and that that's the fun part of life that's probably how most of this stuff starts over something just so innocuous i love it. we're so petty as humans love it. we really are let's we do care about the little shit like that so it makes sense especially to a guy like richie it was such a big deal to him. They took this jacket off this guy back in Essex County. Yeah, how many years ago? You think Rocco DeMeo is going to make an appearance in uh, the many uh, Saints of, of Newark? Oh, guess what? Yeah, let's let's look for that Easter egg. Yeah, you know I wonder. Is. I wonder if Richie's in it. Why not? Well, you know what? It's funny. Um, when they were talking about Beansy, and Seppenwall noted this too, like Richie brings up like, you know – he was like, why do you guys, what do you care about this Beansy? He'd be selling nickel bags on, you know, whatever street if it wasn't for my brother. Yeah. Like, he just really resents that this guy even had a place in, in their society um, without, you know, Jack. Yeah, I wonder Jack. why. Well, you know, it's, I, mean, I guess, well, it's because. He must have just been a low-level guy. Right. That, that Beansy was able to parlay that into, into restaurants and didn't go to jail you know what's wrong with that? Well, yeah. For Richie? Yeah. Never mind. Why am I asking? Um, but yeah, just great. I mean, it's one of those moments. It's like 
you know, we talk about how the Breaking Bad writers must have just high, just it must have been so much nonstop high fiving when they would come up with ideas. But yeah, you know, I love the this idea. This is a good one. The idea that it's this jacket is like the linchpin of this season is is just tremendous. It is. You're right. It really does set things in motion. Um, at the Bing, Matthew and Sean, they're sitting there and they're like, you know, we're like two douchebags. And one of them's like, I went to Pace College and uh, I, we got stock stockholders licenses. We're just, you know, like, why are yeah. they lackeys? They're like, we got to do something. Um, Meadow, Meadow's in, in the kitchen with Carm and, and saying, you know, they're, they're fighting over the room is a mess and it's my house, my rules. And, and, uh, you know, Meadow says, you know what? I'm 18. And, uh, Karma's like, you know what? Yeah, you are. And she like agrees with her. I mean, and Meadow is very suspicious and Karma's really smug about it because, you know, she's thinking that this Georgetown letter will get her to be a shoe in here. So she won't go across the country. Right. And she's, she's, she knows that she's got that in her back pocket. Yeah. And then the other half is this is this is this is how you should play it off, you know, all the time. I do this with Chloe nonstop. She is she just turned eighteen. I'm like, yeah, you know. If you want to make that decision, go ahead. You know. We're in the middle of a situation right now. I'm like, all right, if that's if that's your decision, go for it. I don't know if, you know, if I, if I would want those consequences. Right. But they start you know, there's they slowly start to listen now. Um Okay, Tony's at Melfi's, and he's talking to her about the, you know, he's like, I, I knew when I gave this car to Meadow from a friend from, you know, that I was rubbing her nose in it. And, you know, and then he's like, but it's bullshit. You know, the guy was a degenerate gambler, but, but he's a respected member of the community. And I'm just, you know, I'm the I'm the Gavone gangster. And, and you know, and, and then Melfi's like, oh, he's one of your happy wanderers. He's like, you have to remember everything. And um, <laughs> she's like, you know, well, she's leaving the nest. And uh, and then Tony's like, not those fucking ducks again. And Melfi says, no, you're preparing her for, you know, for life and, and what real life is all about. And Tony just gets mad. He's like, you know, I'm shoving this in my daughter's face and you're telling me it's a good thing. And and he just he just doesn't get this. No, well, he wants to take a beating. He wants to beat himself up. Yes. You know, that's that's part of his problem, right? He's always looking for punishment, which is why he behaves the way that he does. But, yeah, she's not giving it to him. Does he want to be in there giving the beating or getting the beating? He wants to be taking the beating from Furio, getting yeah. pistol whipped or whatever. Depression is rage turned inward. Um, Very good. I like that. Christopher. Uh, da, da, da. Oh. All right. So now, so uh, these two geniuses decide that what they're going to do is that they're going to shoot Maltesanti. So Christopher's walking out. You're talking about Matthew and Sean. Yeah, Matthew and Sean. So Christopher's walking out of the diner, going to his car, and they're like, hey, Chris. He's like, hey, guys. And then Matthew starts shooting at him, and then, not Matthew, Sean starts shooting at him. And then uh, Christopher shoots back, kills Sean, shoots him in the head, and then. Um, uh, Matthew escapes, and then he runs. And then he goes right to Richie, and he's like, "Hey, man, I, uh, you gotta hide me, you know. You gotta help me. Yeah, you, I'm with you now. I'm with you now. <laughs> did you hear? Yeah, did you hear about Maltesanti? <laughs> he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, it was me. I'm with you now. And then, 
Richie picks up the bat. I never understand the throwing of the bat. Like that's, that's a dumb move. But well, I mean, if you're, he's not going to catch that kid. Just that right? The kid looks like an athlete. Yeah, he's just good bat. He's hoping he hits him in the head. Um, and uh, then we cut to the hospital bed, and everyone's sitting around there, and Tony's like, "How could this happen? How could this happen?" Right. And then uh, that's it. Well, there's a lot of reasons it could happen. It's one of my. It's definitely one of the best episodes of the season. Yeah, it gets an A plus for me. Me too. It's not an A plus plus, but it's an A plus. Um. Yeah. And look, uh, great moments. You know, just throughout. I love the whole, even the, the side story with college. It's it's a good one. Um, Carmela throwing her weight around and doing what she has to to get what she wants. Mm-hmm. I, I and so. So the psychology behind it is that she just doesn't want Meadow to be away. Is that what it is? It's just that basic mother That's doesn't it. want her kid to, to be gone from home. Trust me. Okay. That's all it is. All right. It's not about jealousy, about her being able to go across country and do things that Carmela couldn't do. No. No, no. Not a, Okay. No. no. Um. Yeah, I just feel like we see jealousy at, cer- at certain points of this series. Um, you know, jealousy that Carmela has for Meadow's life. And because Meadow has choices that she's able to make that Carmela couldn't. I just, I always wondered about that. I'm like, why is she fighting so hard for this kid to not go to... Like, I, I get you don't want your kid to be away, but, you know, come on. I think, yeah, the first jealousy for me it was when um, Finn proposed. I don't. I don't. I, oh, okay. I don't, so later on, I don't yeah. see it before then. And trust me, I'm going through this right now. Um, this is I. You know, Mullen says to me every day, "To my my, my daughter's 842 miles away. She has it down to the you know 842 yeah. miles away. It's rough. And you did this. You did this to her. She's she'll never be the same. It's not this. You know, the same girl's not coming back. I'm like, oh my god. Well, all right. This is ha- well. That's true. You know, I mean, she's right about this that. This is happening no matter. In theory, she's. Should be better. She's actually coming home this weekend, and I'm telling Melinda. I said, "Listen, you you can't. You know, Melinda doesn't really just agree with drinking as a whole, or just even when I'm doing it. Right. And she just doesn't get it. And you know, she doesn't get like, you know. I said, I told her, I said, I wasn't really a big drinker in high school. I I, I didn't drink at all, really. I wasn't that much of a big drinker actually my freshman year, really. But when I came home and on breaks my freshman year. I did whatever I wanted to. Like, like curfew was out the window, and like, yeah, sure. Like, listen, Same you, way. You just got to be ready for this. I mean, we can't. I mean, you know, do you want to fight with her all weekend? She's here about about a curfew, or you just want to, you know, I'm not saying we let her run wild, but you just got to be ready for this. And you know, I'm trying to trying to coach her up here. <laughs> Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> what? How was she home just for Saturday and Sunday, and then back on Monday? Uh, she's coming Friday night and then leaving Sunday afternoon. Oh, wow. Is she flying? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's nice. It's nice to get to see your daughter for the weekend. Well, yeah, I mean, look, I can't imagine if whatever day, whenever the day comes where Olivia decides if she decides to go away to school, yeah, Maureen's going to be a fucking mess. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to that. Yeah, you better adopt. It. I will be too, but you know I'll internalize it, <laughs> and, I, and I'll just understand that you know it's how it has to be. Yeah. 
But yeah, that'll kill me, honestly. You'll just sneak away to your Tuesday appointments in the dentist's office and talk to your Melfi. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's true. I probably will at that point. Need a lot of psychological uh, help. <laughs> uh, only Who says I don't need it now? Only then, right. I'm saying, yeah, not now. Who says I don't need it now? I, um, well, I like this episode uh, for a lot of reasons. Again, we talked about Richie being one of my favorite characters. I don't think he's my favorite, but he's up there. He's top five for sure in, in the history of this show, and, and this is a critical one. You know, this is that turn where he's like, I, that's it. I'm done with this guy. I'm going to start moving against him. Or he's at least thinking it. Yeah, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited for the next couple episodes, too, because I don't have a good recall of the next, like, two or three episodes. Like, basically, oh, no? Basically until the last two episodes of this season. Um, I'm... I'm having a hard time recalling, as I think about it right now, what exactly happened. I mean, so I'm I'm excited. Yeah, I could remind you, but I'm not going nah, to. I'm excited for the next the next two. There's a a little bit of bullshit coming up, and we'll talk about it. I had kind. Con- there's some bullshit with Paulie that kind of gets under my skin, but that's right. When he it has to do with Christopher dead, and uh, his, his guys he killed and and yeah. It's not my favorite stuff. It's like, yeah, we don't need to go there. I know Paulie's a weirdo, but you know, whatever. Um, not every episode is the best, they, but th- this one was one of the best. God, they, you know, it because we lived it and we watched the show live, and even we've watched the rerun so many times. Like, they love going to this hospital, this hospital room, well, and and what they're, they what do. they see in the afterlife and. They, uh, oh they never, God. they never stop with this shit. I love it though. I, I'm no, a- yeah, I, I, I gotta say, like, especially in season six, when it's, uh, I, I don't want to give it away for people who, who may not have watched this show or they're watching along with us. I don't know, but it, it, it gets tedious. I don't know. They, they go to it a little bit too long sometimes. Well, Christopher was one episode, not too bad. Right. Tony was like three episodes. Uh, see, I really enjoyed those. I love them. I love. I like the whole Kevin Finity thing. I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just felt like a long time, and maybe I'm just remembering it that way, and we'll feel differently when we watch it again. Well, you're a fucking mook. You like, you like cowgirls and and you know Dak Prescott wearing dresses. And... No, it's not that at all. I like watching Matthew and Sean sit around in their underwear, <laughs> smoking a bong. I like any scene with Furio. Uh, where you know where he comes in, and he's tough with someone. I I love Richie in their underwear. Like, these are the things I live for. Regat pie. Yeah, you know I like all that. Tripe and tomatoes. I can't get enough of it. But a hospital scene, I'm out. A lot of hospital scenes in this show. I think you're right. You hit on yeah, something there. A lot of that made me think of it. I mean, Jesus, Jackie, Jackie April. Yeah. As you, I mean. I guess it's not it's not out, it's not like out of the realm of possibility that these guys are always going to be getting shot. So it's it makes sense. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> but you know, even even uh, you know Livia in her retirement community is always in like a hospital type bed. Yeah. But not not much Livia uh, in recent episodes, right? 
We haven't seen too much of her. Did she uh... in the middle of the season? Oh, that's another. That's another portion that I right now I can't remember what happens with her the rest of the season because I know she dies. I in, can. She dies in between two, season two and three. Yeah, she really. I mean, honestly, the the best work was season one. There, there's a little bit there in in this season. But you know she may have been having health problems. Yeah, because she definitely she, was. Yeah, she kind of disappears for a large portion of this season. Maybe that's why they put her in the bed so much too. Yeah, it's possible. It's like Gunga Din over there. <laughs> <laughs> but I love you know. Yeah, it's funny just talking through it. It made me think of the hospital scenes. But um, but yeah, but talking through the jacket as the catalyst. I just, I don't know. I never really considered it before. I love it. I didn't either. I, I, I didn't think about it as, oh, this is where, this is what really what sets everything in motion. I never <laughs> looked at it that way until you said it. And I'm like, yeah, Jesus, it's really over a jacket. You're, you're, He's fucking pissed. Your bullet points for the season are Jackie's brother returns, uh, starts dating Janice again. You know, uh, Christopher tries acting. Richie gives jacket to Tony. You know, the the, yeah. the end. And ja- Janice's yeah. name is Parvati. Don't forget oh, yeah. Parvati, Par, or Parv. If 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 it's Carm that's talking to her, she calls her Parv. Parv. <laughs> it's like such a Jersey thing to shorten the name <laughs> like that. You know, you staying for dinner, Parv? <laughs> um. Okay. Well. I guess we'll do another Sopranos episode next week. Let's try to stay on track here. Yeah. So that will be episode nine? Episode nine. Am I right about that? Yes. Okay. Episode nine, Sopranos. Yeah. All right. Well, so we both agree. A plus. One of the better ones of the season. Yep. And just great Richie. Great Christopher, too. He's got some, he's got some great lines. Is this not the episode? I, I guess it's coming up. I guess it's coming off um, the one where a- him and a- Adriana get into a fight because she admits to uh, giving head to Penn and-, Penn and Teller. I can't remember which one it is. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> I, 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 it's after they got engaged. I guess it's coming up. It's got to be like next episode or something like that. <laughs> they wind up like slapping each other. You remember? He calls her a whore. You know, it's funny. I, I listen to Penn's. He has a podcast. I listen to that occasionally, and, yeah. and like he had he dated Blondie, like he was he was banging some chicks back in the day. And the, was he really? Yeah. Was he a comedian? Huh? Was he a comedian back in the day? No, I think he was doing magic the whole time. Wow. Yeah, magicians do seem to get get some ass. <laughs> I don't know why that is. <laughs> do they do? I, th- I I think David Copperfield was a big poonhound. Hell yeah! Well, no wonder. <laughs> he's so good yeah <laughs> he made the Empire State Building disappear yeah, didn't he or the uh, Statue of Liberty brilliant <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll get your take on magicians uh, next episode I don't think we have time to get into all that tonight nah I don't think so <laughs> the world of magic any other topics Do we, we quick hits I know we had a few topics no no, you know what? I think there are more. There's more to get to, but it, it's it's almost two hours. I think okay. we we've done enough. We've done enough damage tonight. True. 
Let's not ruin a good thing. Okay. I'm down with that. All right. Okay. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. Jeff, it's been it's been wonderful. And as always, please uh, sign us off here. Fuck them. Fuck them. It's a kind of the state of mind. Two guys from Jersey with attitude all the time. Football kids and movies about crime. It's a garden state of mind.